maybe your career is not going to be sorted out in the time frame that you want it, in the location that you want it, like there might be some difficulties and heartache and some might require some perseverance and you might end up in a career that you didn't even plan for mm-hmm. and that is just all part of discerning how God will use you in this life. Once again, with the best DCEs in the world. Honestly, I, I, well, no. I, I don't oh, agree no. with that one. <laughs> yeah. There's some pretty good at DCEs. <laughs> We're getting there. It's the best DCEs within 150 Harney? miles. Oh, 150. Oh, wow. That's still... Significant. <laughs> Take that, Grand Island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. But we are talking today. Uh, we're thinking about graduation and we were thinking about vocations, callings, like how do you discern that in life? And in particular, what led us uh, to pursue a church work calling uh, DCEs and pastors? So what was that process like? So hopefully this is useful for anyone who is trying to figure out and contemplate what's my next step, what is my role, and maybe even if they're considering, hey, maybe it's church work, this would be particularly useful, but mm-hmm. for anyone who's in that transition uh, stage. So, um, James Hayes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess we have to do a, a dad joke first. Yeah, go for it. Okay, all right. So, uh, what are the advantages of living in Switzerland? The water. It's nice water. water's nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, the flag is a huge plus. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, there hard. we go. So uh, what caused you to you know, pursue uh, church work? When did you know that was a firm direction? Was it like one moment, like a lightning bolt? Or was it kind of a gradual uh, increased understanding and confidence? So how did that go down? All right. Uh, so I give a little, when I say this story, I give a little uh, farther background. So um, I grew, grew up in the church. Um, family went to Lutheran church. My whole life went to Lutheran grade school. Um, but most of my childhood, I did not go to Sunday school because um, I was kind of shy and didn't want to. Um, but it was pretty much eighth grade year. My pastor doing confirmation in eighth grade class was like, hey, you guys should go to um, Sunday school. And so, because I do what my teachers tell me to do, <laughs> I, I went and started, um, started then going, um, being a part of youth group in high school. And that's when... Um, I had a deaconess at the time, um, which is similar to a DCE if you don't know, but um, different avenues, aspects of it. And she was um, very influential and very um, 
involved with us and got us to do a lot of different things. And that's when I realized um, the church was a big part of who I was. Um, the church was where I felt at home, um, where I had all my friends, where I felt comfortable. And it was probably junior and senior year um, that I realized, okay, I want to get into some type of church work. Um, that's kind of my goal. Um, but I had my backup. So senior year, I applied to a couple of Concordias and to Eastern Illinois University um, to do secondary ed. So um, I was either going to be a high school teacher or I was going to go to uh, Concordia and be a high school teacher or and DCE. So mm. River Forest gave me uh, a lot of money uh, to go. And so that was kind of my light bulb, my yeah, yeah. Uh, lightning bolt moment. Money talks, huh? Right. Yeah. Um, but that was, un unfort unfortunately or fortunately, a huge blessing for me that was um, that I could go and, and do that. Um, I know it wasn't something that my, my family would be able to afford um, otherwise, but um, just one of those God things that hmm. I wouldn't say I ever had, like, this is for sure what you're going to do. It was more like God opening doors and me stumbling through them <laughs> yeah, down the hall, yeah. you know? Um, and then s so slowly all these doors opening and, and me being able to be there. And hmm. so it was probably, well, freshman year of college, I dropped teaching right away. And stuck out with the DC program. Cool. Was it just because the DC people were so much cooler? <laughs> you know, those education people. For or? sure. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was a lot of that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I would say, for me, um, I love education, obviously, um, and I still think teaching is hugely important. Um, but for me, jumping through all those like logistic hoops and legal hoops that come mm. with actual um, in classroom teaching, like I couldn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the freedom of DCE work and just being able to do like so many different things huh. is just amazing. I like your story when you said like you just kind of realized that eighth grade or whatever that like the church was really important to you yeah and I think that's important because I I don't remember thinking that very much even though looking back the church was super important to me mm -hmm. but like I just kind of took it for granted yeah you know? yeah so I think that's interesting that you God gave you enough wisdom <laughs> to say oh man these people like care for me I feel comfortable here my friends are here and like I want to contribute to this so mm -hmm. that's pretty neat well, cool. Well, we're yeah. glad you stumbled through those doors. Yeah, me too. And here you are, <laughs> K-Town, <laughs> Nebraska. So, Megan, how about you? How did, how did you figure out DCE was the way to go? So, I grew up primarily in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, originally born in Nebraska, but I didn't live here very long. And 
grew up at a Lutheran school, Christ Lutheran in Phoenix. And my parents were really active there. They weren't on staff, but my mom ran an in-home daycare for a lot of the teacher's kids. Mm. And my dad was active on the board of trustees and elders. So, um, and then at one point, my mom was the director of children's ministry there as well, um, later on for a short, short time. So they, um, I, I grew up around Lutheran teachers and pastors and DCEs and they were our family they're who we celebrated like every holiday with because our extended family was all in Nebraska we didn't make it home very much so that really imprinted on me just the um, the passion for ministry and for God's people and church work um, and I think it was one of them who said like because I had kind of wanted to be um, a teacher even I think I taught three-year-old Sunday school when I was in sixth grade. Um, so I, I just loved teaching, and I would, like, set up little classrooms for the daycare kids and stuff. And uh, one of the my teacher friends was like, Megan, you should think about being a DCE. And that must have really stuck with me um, because I – and I took psychological ownership of that idea um, in middle school – and kind of owned it like mm. throughout high school and had plugged into youth group. Um, and that was kind of our second home in a lot of ways, like church. And So what grade did they tell you that? I think it was around seventh grade, okay. sixth or seventh grade. And so I, I have the Clifton strength of focus and responsibility. So I had like really taken psychological ownership of this goal of being <laughs> A DCE, like I owned it, like wholeheartedly. Pretty much already were a DCE. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah. I was helping out with BBS and like leading, uh, f organizing fundraisers like <laughs> on my own in high school, so that we could go on mission trips. And so I was, I was a nerd. Oh, <laughs> it was oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but funny story. Yeah. This is when I met you. Yeah. And life isn't early high school. Yeah. And like you were literally that person that were like, hey, how's it going? Come on into to uh, come to youth group. You know, like we're going to have like a youth group this Sunday. And like I didn't know anyone in the church and like you <laughs> and your other friend, Megan Sturge, who was. Yeah. You just, you know, who can resist, <laughs> you know, two cute, cute girls coming and saying coming to youth group. It's like, I'm in. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to convince me anymore. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was very effective. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. And so I actually only applied to one Concordia. It was the Concordia that, um, you know, a lot of my favorite church workers were from. So I applied to Concordia in Nebraska. And um, I, I also liked the idea of being around my extended family, too. And it was within driving distance of Colorado, where where we were living at the time. And so I could drive home and see my younger brother and... So, and I just loved Concordia, Nebraska's campus, and the things that they offered in their DCE program, and um, yeah, go Bulldogs. And so I really took ownership of that. Um, but then I kind of went on this interesting journey where I didn't become a DCE for about 10 years because we went to seminary, and um, I ended up doing, so that was kind of an identity crisis mm -hmm. for a time. Um, that really shook me up. Um, but I got, God used that, and so I worked a lot of odd jobs and ended up in uh, product development for a few years and became a Clifton Strengths coach and 
a, a mom, full-time mom, and administrative assistant, and some part-time DCEs work, but never like had an official call. And so it wasn't until fall of 2020 when we moved here um, that I was extended the call to do campus ministry. And it means a lot to me to be in this role, and I'm really excited yeah. to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I had something to do with all that. <laughs> but yeah, I think, Messing it yeah. up, marrying a pastor. <laughs> what is <Yep>. this? <laughs> but God used that. You know, and we made that decision as a family. We made it together and on a yeah. snowshoeing trip. So Megan's like, I've wanted to be a DCE since seventh grade. And I'm like, I just thought I should be a pastor like 10 minutes ago. Like, Let's get married. And you nah, can put it was your bigger than that. For yeah. 10 but, years. yeah. But anyway, it's, it's God used it. Yeah. And, and I it's think it's good. interesting, like the. I think there's a bit of a story that it's hard to tell people, anyone this, like maybe your career is not going to be sorted out mm -hmm. in the time frame that you want it, in the location that you want it. Like there might be some difficulty, some heartache and some might require some perseverance or you might end up in a career that you didn't even plan for. Mm -hmm. And that is just all part of discerning how God will use you in this life and wasn't it St. Yeah. Augustine who said, like, love God and do as you please? Um, I, I had a professor right. tell <laughs> me that. And when we talk about the whole idea of call and vocation of just, you know, is there one specific person for me Is there to marry? Is there one specific career that I should do? You know, well, no. Like, love God with all your heart and your soul and your, your mm. strength and, and, like, the details will get sorted out like along the way and he will provide for you. So that's well good. Um, Thais, Brecky, how did how did your story go? I'm up. Um, the short story is my DCE invited me to the fifth grade rally, which was all fifth graders invited to middle school youth. And it was in that moment mm. that I came to know who God was, what he did for me, and how much he loves me. And it was significant. It was impactful. Um, and that was the catalyst of why I went into ministry, essentially. Wow. I needed to share that with middle schoolers and walk with them the way that my DC walked with me in that time. Um, the incredible Nick Moss. He's still a mentor mm. um, in my life. I love him so much. Um, the long story is that I am stubborn and God was actively calling me to ministry. I want to say even throughout middle school and high school. But as I saw the little bits of, hey, like people saying, hey, you should be a DCE. Um, hey, you should you know, be a DCE because you're doing this and this and you're great at this. Um, I just kind of tossed those by the wayside because I compared myself to the incredible Nick Moss. And mm. I said, if that's what a DCE looks like, I know I'm not enough. I'm not capable of being that. Um, fa flash forward, fast forward to um, I went on a mission trip by myself to Guatemala for two months. Just kind of, I knew I wanted to do church work. I wanted to work in the church, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Because um, like James said, I felt comfortable in the church too. That was my home. Um, that was where I had my my church family, my youth family. Um, so I was in Guatemala trying to figure out um, what to do. Um, I loved to serve. I loved missions as well. So it's kind of a balance of, okay, I hear the call to be a DCE. 
not going to be a good DCE, um, terrible mindset. Um, but I also love missions and I could do missions. And so I went out, um, for two months and the pastor out there pushed me and, um, just got me outside of my comfort zone. Mm. And there are a lot of things that I was like, absolutely not. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. But leading the youth, um, down there, that was the thing that just clicked. And I was like, you know, this is awesome. This is, I think, what I was made for. Um, and so I immediately um, met, emailed my DCE, signed up for a couple more classes, um, reapplied to um, Concordia Chicago because I had applied for Chicago a few times, got accepted, and then declined just because I just, there's that insecurity of I'm not going mm -hmm. to be good enough. Mm -hmm. um, but God showed me while I was there that, yeah, you might not be equipped yet, but I will equip you. I will make you what I need you to be. And that's what I needed. Um, and that's what I learned in Guatemala. So I came back to the States, just a fire under me and just push forward, just, um, just went forward with him. And that was, I think the most incredible thing. Sweet. Yeah. There's a lot of doubts with me in that beginning time, um, of comparison. I think that's my fault yeah. still. I yeah. compare myself a lot to others, but I have to remember God has a plan, and he was actively calling me in that time. It wasn't just a passive, you know, it was, he was bold, he was loud. Hmm. And even now in life, if um, I'm not sure what to do, that's my prayer. Lord, be bold, be loud, so I know exactly what it is hmm. that you need me to do. Do you get a sense that God is still equipping you, still building you up? A hundred percent. He is always equipping and building. Mm -hmm. Always. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think it's a useful thought, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of, I mean, in, in any vocation, I mean, or in ministry, you're going to hit these like dead ends or these like you're going to run out of gas or you just, your skill set is mm -hmm. not what you need at the time. And I think it's good to remember that, oh yeah, maybe I still have some growth to do mm -hmm. and maybe... Uh, just like God did that to me 10 years ago, maybe he's still doing that to me. And who knows what I'll be capable of in another 10 years. So right. good. Um, yeah. Good stories, man. I love them. So uh, I, my story is pretty similar to um, each of yours. I've noticed like people, you all said someone in my life told me something. So like mm -hmm. a DCE or a pastor told me this and that happened to me as well I had some uh, there was kind of like um, my family was pretty integrated into the Lutheran church and I think my grandma said or my mom hey you should maybe Tim could be a pastor because I just went to went to church all the time as a kid and I went to Sunday school and I kind of you know I was the kid who knew new stuff knew the trivia and so I think that kind of caused them to say, oh, maybe Tim should think about this. And then um, my fifth grade teacher in particular, my fourth and fifth grade teachers both said, you should consider this. And so I didn't think about that for a long time and then until like after high school pretty much. And then had some difficulties. My uh, girlfriend dumped me in high school. <laughs> 
I, I had a plan. You moved to Nebraska. <laughs> to like you say you had a plan. I had a plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Couldn't have anyone holding me down. I know. She's like, <laughs> it's I be know a DCE. what I'm going to do in my life. I'm going to Nebraska. Over there. So anyway, awesome. she moved to Nebraska and then um, God worked to kind of help me work through some pain, some difficulties with my family. But then it was another DCE, uh, Jeremy Hetzel. He had a young adult group at my church in Colorado Springs, Holy Cross, and him and this young adult group just really helped me sort through who God was and answered my kind of painful questions, but also my adult um, inquiries, you know, like, how do we know this is really true? And so it helped me really uh, be grounded and then I would say my faith just really came back into focus as like, this is true. So I went off to Concordia Seward to study psychology and biblical languages and also to marry um, Megan. And so she wasn't going to get away from me. <laughs> so you were looking yeah. at occupational therapy before that. Yeah. So biology. I was looking into the biology field Mary, for that. Marriage and family field, therapy. And then even when I went to Concordia Seward and started down that road, I wasn't completely sure. And so I was thinking maybe I'd do family therapy with my psychology degree. And then actually when we, we moved to um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, so that Megan could do her DCE internship, which is a fifth year internship. And that year I worked in a, in a public school as a teacher's aide in a behavioral therapy classroom, which was like super stressful. That was a hard year. That was a hard job. <laughs> super stressful, but I also kind of clarified for me that um, I wanted to go into church work because these kids were like, super broken families, you know, mm -hmm. they kind of have medical conditions, some of them, and uh, very difficult uh, life circumstances. Not sure that, like, the public school system is going to fix their problems, you know. That's one of the, okay, you know, you see what, how, how those things happen close up, and I just realized, like, I just really want to tell these kids about Jesus. Like, they have a lot of huge problems that I can't solve, mm -hmm. but I really want to tell them about God's love and um, try to get that into their hearts and because I know that's what they ultimately need. So that really pushed me to say, I don't really, really want to do a job that doesn't allow me to talk about Jesus clearly. And so that really pushed us to go to the seminary in St. Louis and there we went, off to St. Louis, and then I still wasn't sure once we went, got to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have doubts, I should say. I was there on the ground paying money, um, learning, but, and I'll tell you, so I had a lot of those, like, I'm, I don't know if I'm worthy for this job, mm -hmm. and it's amazing how God used mentors mm -hmm. and friends to build me up and to take that kind of negative mindset and make it more healthy. I'm so blessed. So many people who just contributed to, to my growth and then uh, just gained confidence and then became ordained as a pastor eventually so and definitely still growing yeah still, growing. still getting mm -hmm. equipped yep so good so we hope that that is useful uh, for anyone considering church work in general pastor dce deaconess uh, the church needs people for sure and if you're interested 
in church work, you can shadow us. Mm -hmm. We're um, the DCEs. We go to monthly meetings. Um, We're at the district office in Seward, Nebraska, where Concordia is. And so you could tag along with us to one of those meetings and go tour Concordia or, Yeah. yeah, just come hang out with us. Come volunteer with us. We'll show you kind of the inner workings of the church and and uh, Pastor John and I this summer have considered getting a group of people together to consider church work um, vocations. So there's a couple guys in the church who've uh, said they've thought about becoming a pastor and what does it take. And so we want to, you know, maybe break out some Greek and Hebrew books and just get their feet wet and just talk about the realities of what does it take mm-hmm. and encourage them. So uh, look for that, and we'll we'll probably announce it a few times in church too, just in case there's anyone who hasn't come forward. But yeah, we would any any one of us would definitely encourage you um, in that role. So, and for those seniors that are not being pulled to church work, yeah, there's so many vocations out there um, that are you know vocations, other jobs out there that will glorify God, and so um, right. If it's, yeah. don't, please don't tune us out if it's not church work. Yeah. Because even nurses, teachers, um, I don't know, fill medical, in the blank yeah, yeah, logistics, engineering, right? everyone, you yeah. can still glorify God through those yep. jobs, and so don't close yourself off, but continue to listen to where God is pulling you in this time. Yeah, there's no extra credit for being a church worker. Mm-hmm. It's, it's another mm-hmm. vocation, and it's needed uh, just as well as other things mm-hmm. are needed, you know, for yeah. people to take up as a task so we're the body of christ right with all different gifts and talents and we're all going to be slightly different in our roles and god's going to use us if we trust him and love him yep all right well thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time